0: Welcome to Fruit Snacks, a weekday podcast that covers big ideas about the Christian worldview in a bite-sized format. Hey everyone, on this episode we're looking at a parable and this time it's going to be the parable out of Luke 16, which is the rich man and Lazarus. I thought this was a fitting parable for us to look at because our doctrinal focus this week is sin and death. And there are some interesting insights that this parable can give us into those topics, especially as it pertains to how people will uh, very probably be uh after they cross over into the next life, into eternity, no matter what their ultimate destiny is. So as was mentioned in Fruit Snacks episode 135, that everyone will basically end up where they prefer to be. I really believe that whether that's with God or apart from him, that if the choice is basically left up to people of would you rather be with god and that necessitates that you submit to the, the to him as the lord of all and that it is only through him that salvation is possible and that you are throwing yourself at his mercy And with that, you live with him forever, or that you prefer not to admit those things and to be apart from God forever, no matter how much torment that may also bring, that ultimately everyone is going to get really what they want. God is not going to force himself on anyone. And that idea is really predicated on this notion that people really fundamentally don't change after they die, that just because they have physically died, who they were and the, the positions that they held really don't fundamentally change. There's very little reason to think that they would actually. And part of the rationale for that is not just some uh, philosophizing. It actually is partly rooted in this parable that we find in Luke chapter 16. And, and the reason I say that is because that this parable, I think, helps to illustrate that point that people fundamentally don't change just because they die from jesus's own teaching and obviously we want to be careful how much uh, theology we draw from a parable but there are some there are some striking points here and and there's many of them and so i think it's worth mentioning so first let's just kind of take an overview of certain observations from this parable in in verse 23 of luke 16 we see that the rich man is in torment. So there's no question that he is in a place where it, if all all things were sort of left up to him, he would not be here. This is not a place he would choose to be. Yet, uh, despite the fact that he's in torment, because for so many people, we, we I think, tend to to think in, in superlatives when it comes to this kind of thing. We, we make it as bad as it could possibly be, and, and I think there's just very little reason to, to draw that conclusion based on what we see here in Scripture. It says he's in torment, so that means it's not a good place, and he's not happy here. He's not comfortable here. Yet, we see in verse 24 that he can speak. He's not in so much pain he can't speak. We see in verses 24 and 27 that he's able to make requests we see in verse 28 that he is actually able to construct and put together arguments. Uh, and in verse 30, he's able to respond to arguments. He makes a rebuttal to Abraham in verse 30. Now, all this would suggest that the torment that's being spoken of here is not something on the order of you know, every nerve fiber in his body being just in, in maxed out with pain. That's really not the picture that we get here. Uh, and because of the cognition that this rich man retains, and so I, I want us to to note that first, because if if he is still able to form thoughts and to have uh, his cognitive abilities intact, even though he's in torment, then that means that he is uh, he is thinking. Uh, thought processes through and and he's thinking uh and, and how would he be thinking other than how he always has and and we notice this because when we look at in passing and just sort of the the implications here in this parable of how this rich man treats Lazarus we know from the the passage before both of them died that Lazarus would sit outside of this rich man's home hoping for scraps from the table that this was not a uh, that that Lazarus was not a man that the rich man really went out of his way to take any pity on he he did not uh he did not give him money to to get his own food he was begging for the scraps from this man's table and that the dogs uh were were with him you know Gathering around the same scraps, and they were licking his sores and all this stuff. This this rich man could have paid for medical care, like the Good Samaritan did. He could have given him money. He could have brought him in and given him food, but he chose not to do that. And so that tells us a lot about how he sees this uh, this Lazarus person. Uh, but I also want to see. I also want us to look at how he treats him or how he thinks about him based on the way that he talks about him to Abraham. In verse 24 he requests that Abraham not only send Lazarus out of heaven so think about that Lazarus has lived a terrible life relative to this rich man he's finally in rest and comfort and this rich man's first request of Abraham is yeah no Lazarus you can send him send him out of there he doesn't need to be there anymore send him out of heaven as if that weren't bad enough, then verse 24, send him into Hades. So send him to where I am, so that he can, again, verse 24, serve me because I am in discomfort. Yeah, great. Lazarus lived his whole life in discomfort, and you did nothing. You did not lift a finger for him. And now you're you're basically telling. Abraham, you're voluntarily Lazarus to leave heaven to come into this place of torment and serve you because you're uncomfortable. And then, when Abraham refuses to do that, he then falls to a plan B, which is verse twenty-seven. Okay, so don't send him into Hades, but still send him out of heaven and send him back to earth. I'm sure that would have been a wonderful experience for Lazarus uh, to to run an errand for me for my family, where presumably. And this is sort of the kicker that's implied there. If Lazarus is, is put back on earth, presumably he's going to have to die again in order to get back to where he is currently with Abraham. None of that seems to bother the rich man at all. He never even addresses Lazarus directly. He It seems that he sees Lazarus' bit still beneath him. He won't even talk to Lazarus or ask it of Lazarus. He tells Abraham to tell him to do it. And this just says so much to me that the rich man is still thinking of Lazarus the same way that he he did when both of them were alive. And I think that there's just a there's just a lot here. It just makes sense. And if you're looking for sort of biblical credence for this idea that people don't change just because they die, that who they were in life is going to be who they are in the life to come, I think that this is a this is a, a very uh, full passage uh, to go to and to to study to to back up that kind of idea. So we're going to talk more in the next episodes about the doctrines of sin and death, but I uh, wanted to share this parable because there is some interesting insight into it as it relates to these important doctrines.